0: Welcome to the Andrea Kay Show. She's blonde, 5'2", and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea Kay. Good
1: evening and welcome to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. It is Friday Eve. Thank Jesus. Yeah, thank you because... Um, I'd like to at least live in the fantasy land that going into the weekend might put an end to the torture and the hell that's going on in Afghanistan brought to you by the Biden administration today being the third deadliest day for America since Afghanistan, the supposed war started. And uh, what a fitting end. Unfortunately, I think this is just a preview of coming attractions. There's going to be more deaths of Americans, many of which are still behind uh, Taliban checkpoints that are... Nobody has any idea who, who is Taliban, who's Al Qaeda, who's ISIS, um, really what brand of of Islamo terrorist are, are they? Because they don't they're they're not like gangs out of LA in the eighties, right, with colors. So this is this is a really dark day, and the darkness is only going to continue. If we only had a true commander in chief in the White House. We're gonna talk about that tonight as as well as with Congressman Andy Biggs, who's gonna be here at the bottom half of the hour. I'd love to hear from you and your thoughts on any of this. 88 344 1170. And uh, here's how we know that it's going to get worse: um, is because there's a reason why the word treason is trending on Twitter. Regards, regarding uh, Joe Biden and the Biden administration. And I'm not even sure my partner here in crime has even heard this story because he's so busy. 888-344-1170. I'd like to hear your thoughts on this. And of course, I am wearing, um, if you're watching on Facebook Live in The Answer San Diego, I am wearing camouflage and I am wearing a uh, my favorite um, U.S. Marine shirt that was given to me by a U.S. Marine. Once a Marine, always a Marine. And my heart goes out to um the u.s military i growing up as the daughter of two marines you know i have a special love for the military but this is just absolutely devastating day for all of america as well as the afghanis over there um so please feel free to call in and share your thoughts 888-344-1170 bringing in my partner here partner being the operative word of the day i'll get to that in a moment of course right now i'm referring to my man dj potato skins
2: you know, we said before, Andrea, that every Republican in Congress should be standing up. I, I, I'm, I'm even going a step further. This is unexcusable the way the Biden administration has handled this. Congress, both sides, need to re- remove Biden. I, 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 I don't care. Th- th- this guy's laughable.
1: It's uh, you know, it's what it is is treasonous. <sighs> um, last night, I talked about how. The U.S. military the culture had been changed we lost the culture we're here and we've been operating under the falsehood that the U.S. military is operating under the same um, military bearing the same uh, mindset the same culture of we go in the culture that was Tommy Frank saying I don't pick where I go I win where I go that the, the George patents of the world are no longer a part of our leadership and I talked about this last night before what happened today and I talked about how I read uh, an excerpt from this former Army Ranger served in Afghanistan, and it was a letter written from the views of the Taliban. And how, how prophetic was that, given today's results, when we had the leader of the U.S. military, that the head of CENTCOM today, come out and say that uh, referred to the Taliban as our partners, and he's confident that this terrorist attack today had nothing at all to do with our partners, the Taliban— that it was just ISIS. And if that wasn't bad enough, if that wasn't bad enough, referring to the Taliban as our partners, just, just not even a month ago, Joe Biden was asked if he trusts the Taliban. And he said, no, that was a point of lucidity on, on the part of the occupant of the White House. I don't care what flavor, are they as bad maybe as ISIS? Yeah, kind of, yeah. That's who our, that's who the U.S. military, 20 years later, the, the head of our U.S. military, Central Command, is referring to the terrorist organization of the Taliban. We were there to get rid of the Taliban. Right? That was the whole point of us going there. And now they on the way out. And they said that there was going to be blood on our way out. Those same people are now who the U.S. military is referring to as our partners. And they're the one in control of American lives. And to make matters worse, Joe Biden and the Biden administration handed out a list to the Taliban with photo IDs of Americans, green card holders, Afghanis. As the Taliban is going and has been going door to door to try to locate anybody who helped the United States military and has been executing people. They were given a kill list today. This is beyond impeachment. This is flat-out treason on the part of what is supposed to be our commander-in-chief. The day after, and this was the day after uh, Jen Psaki is actually out there, as well as this Kirby uh, Pentagon spokesperson, acting like this evacuation effort is some kind of success. This is ridiculous. Who was the military genius behind giving up Bagram Air Force, Bagram Air Airs? I think it's under the Air Force, whatever it is, airport, which was one that was more protected and more easily defensible and defendable and, and, and choosing Kabul. Because this this is not just a failure of the Biden administration. This includes our military, which has been gutted and that we cannot trust anymore to properly defend us. I'm going to go to the phones. Uh, George from Temecula is on the line. He has something he wants to weigh in. Hi, George. Welcome to the Andrea K. Hi, Andrea. How
0: are you doing? I Uh, I got the same question. Why isn't the why aren't the news reporters asking who gave the order to allow the Taliban to encircle uh, troops? What Custer-thinking individual thought that was a good idea? He needs to be summarily removed from power and out of the service.
1: Yeah, we've got got kids going right into boot camp at 18, believing in the chain of command, believing that our U.S. military, including a commander-in-chief, are what they used to be and they are not. You know, uh, the Obama administration spent eight years purging anybody that was remotely uh, a, a patent, right? And 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 they've gone woke. This is what happens when you go woke as a U.S. military. You've got. Right now, you've got the FBI and the DOJ and the U.S. military teaching in these military institutions that the greatest threat to this country is anybody who opposes transgenderism and pushing white supremacy is the greatest threat and declaring anybody that was around the Capitol wearing a MAGA hat on January 6th is the greatest threat to this country. That's what they're, that's what they're spending time teaching, right, at, at, at all levels and instructing at all levels of, of our military. And you see the result of that playing out, Right. And those two are, con- are are absolutely connected because we've got the head of Sencom today, George, referring to the Taliban, a terrorist organization, as our partners.
0: That's Biden how- said today that he did not trust the Taliban, but they are our partners. He said this almost in the same breath. Yeah. How do you? How, and then, oh yeah, and then he Graham, said today, uh, then he. They, and Rhonda, whatever her name Amen. is, the head of the RNC. Oh, by the way, the RNC called me the other day. Yeah. And they wanted a donation. They hung up on me <laughs> because I told them, that I'd been donating to them, but I told them, I'll never give you another dime. Until you get rid of those rhinos and you call them for rhinos for what they are. And he hung up on me.
1: Well, you know what? Yeah, Congressman Biggs is scheduled to be on the show tonight at 630. And I'm going to ask him what actual actions are going to be taken. Trump was impeached
0: twice. Ask him to ask ask who gave the orders and why were the orders given to allow our troops to be encircled by the enemy? That's right. That is treasonous.
1: It is treasonous. And actually, um, it actually goes. the buck stops at the White House as with the commander-in-chief. George, thank you for calling. I think we lost George. Yeah, um, our, our, and what's probably going to happen... What's probably going to happen is um, the Internet's going to be shut down. Jen Psaki said today, one of the things that you can tell they're preparing the narrative is we're going to get out anybody who wants to get out. So the excuse is going to be when, when thousands of Americans are, are left there that they just didn't want to leave. Right. That's going to be the excuse for those left behind. Um, the, the families that were left behind were instructed to not contact congress people 's offices. I think that was something that was mentioned yesterday. they, they, they don 't want any more Americans calling uh, uh, in, anybody else here in the States crying and sobbing that they 've been abandoned they 're trying to get out ahead and try to um, to try to change the narrative, but when you 've given out a kill list, Americans are about to be slaughtered. And Afghan allies who risked their lives to help the United States for the last twenty years, and you know who also has blood on his hands? George W. Bush, because we had no business going there in the fl- first place. We got to take a break. Anything that you want to share, skins? Anything you want to say before we take a break? I can tell you're just you're just emotionally upset over this. We're going to take a break. When we come back. We're going to bring in. We're going to shift gears a little bit and talk about California politics, and bring in Hee Chen uh, to talk about that. On the other side of the break.
3: Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Kay. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K, Kay, the Donut Queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back
1: to tonight's Andrea I got to take a break from Afghanistan before I just lose my mind because this is just so heartbreaking, so infuriating because it was all 100 percent avoidable. And mark my words, my dear ones, this is absolutely only going to get worse as it was revealed today that on top of them declaring that a terrorist organization, the U.S. military, head of CENCOM, Declaring that the U.S. military are partners now with the Taliban, a declared terrorist organization. This is where we are today. You're, uh, you're, you're the, you're, if you're a MAGA supporter, you're a patriot extremist and the greatest threat to the United States of America. If you're the Taliban, you're a partner. With the U.S. military, that's that's where we're at, which is absolutely insane. So we got to get back to some. Uh, so we got to shift gears before I lose my mind. Let's talk about California insanity, <laughs> right? Um, before I bring in my next guest, here's a little update on the recall. Look, you know. That in spite of the election fraud shenanigans going on with these absentee ballots and this mail-in stuff that's going on, the governor right now, Newsom, he must know he's on his way out. And the GOP establishment must know that they ain't on their way in when they've got to continue to trot out. The ugly ex-girlfriend story. Okay. Not ugly in terms of how she looks. She's actually a beautiful gal who, full disclosure, I've interviewed many times in in the past and and worked with her in, in other regards. But she filed a police report today, doubling down on her accusations. That's how afraid they are for Larry Elder. So I think Larry Elder is in a good position to take that Uh, to take that race and become governor. Later on the show, we're going to bring you a story about uh, California and uh, pending legislation about the vaccines. But now we got to shift gears to um, y'all know that I've been telling y'all for a while. We got to get active. We can't just sit back and complain, right? We've got to actually run for office. And we also, as voters, need to be paying attention to more races besides the president, Congress and governor. There's a there's a position that nobody virtually nobody knows about. What do they do? And how does it affect the voters? And that's controller, right? And so joining me now is Lanhee Chen, who's running for the position of controller. And he's on the phone with me now. Hi, Lanhee. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show.
2: Hey, Andrea. Thanks for having me.
1: Before we talk about controller, I wanted to give you an opportunity um, to to share any thoughts you might have on what's happening in Afghanistan.
2: Well, it's a travesty. uh, What we're seeing is it's an absolute travesty. It's a travesty and a tragedy. Both, mm-hmm. Andrew. I mean, when you look at the way that we uh, essentially have abandoned uh, our people there, we've abandoned, uh, uh, you know, Afghans who've tried to be helpful. You talked about, of course, just the, the bloodshed we saw today. And now, apparently, we're, we're trying to work with the Taliban, an organization that uh, has never had our interests in mind. So um, all of this is shameful. I think it's the results, frankly, of poor planning and poor execution. And it's this administration, it's the Biden administration's darkest day. Mm-hmm. No question about it. You look at Americans now dying in the line of duty. When this president told us the reason he made the decisions he made was to save American lives. Mm. How do you square that circle, Andrew? You can't. No. You just can't square that circle. And, um you know i look th- this is not a moment for politics it's just a moment to say it's tragic it's yeah. tragic what we're seeing so anyway I, I hope it doesn't get worse i really don't because it's it's pretty it's pretty bad right now
1: it is and i'm going to be on my knees and continue to pray for our 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 fellow americans over there our us military over there our friends and partners uh who are the afghanis who have helped us over there not the taliban um but but what's going on in there is more than just a failure of the of the biden administration i have to be political uh, Lon he because um, the politics played a part in the decision to handle this the way that it did. The Democrats are not about America first. They're about ushering in, in my opinion, a Marxist ideology. I think we've seen that play out here in the in uh, the state of California more than anywhere in the nation in terms of with the way that they've, uh, particularly in the coronavirus, mandates and restrictions and seizure, seizures of businesses and beyond, the fraud that took place. Tell everybody about um, the, what the role is of the controller. And and what the issues are here in California under this uh, this system that we've got here, and what you can do to help?
2: Well, the controller is fundamentally responsible, Andrea, for all the money our state spends. Okay, any dollar the state spends, the controller is supposed to have some sense of where that money is going and be able to provide accountability for people in our state uh, when it comes to to spending. It should be no surprise to you, though, that with the one party monopoly we have in Sacramento, that none of that's happening right now. Mm -hmm. And I'll I'll give you the the, the best piece of evidence I have for this. In 2018 alone, the controller signed off on $300 billion in spending, billion with a B. But she is unable to tell us where all of those checks went Mm -hmm. she cannot tell us line item by line item where we are paying people how much we're paying them and why we're paying them okay if you ran your your personal budget your family budget that way you'd be bankrupt okay if you have a business you could get some small business owners who are listening to the show if you ran your business that way they throw you in jail yeah in california business as usual no problem keep doing it And so, you know, the controller, this is why it's important. We send all of this tax money to Sacramento. we got big problems in this state, public safety, homelessness, drought, wildfires, and none of those problems are being solved. It's about time we have someone going to Sacramento, holding other politicians accountable for solving the problems they say they're going to solve. And that's really what the controller is. The controller is a position to ensure accountability. And that's what I plan on doing if I'm elected.
1: Well, it's it's not a sexy office, right? I mean, people, you know, that's why it's like I'm so amazed and impressed that you're throwing your hat in, in the ring for that position, right? Because most people, when they want to run for office, they want they want to go after the biggest office that's going to get them the most interviews on Fox News or you know whatever, right? And and going to get them the most prestige versus just really one that involves rolling up your sleeves. and And I think that there's also you know a, a thing that it, this is this is an opportunity for you and us in this interview tonight to educate people as to how government works, because people think that if, if maybe if if, um, you know, our friend and Salem, you know, guy Larry Elder gets into governor, then he's going to be able to solve all the problems. But there, we still need him to be have having other good people in office partnering with him, right, to solve these problems.
2: Well, that, that's really smart. I mean, I think that's exactly the right approach. Uh, you know, look, I think, I think Larry, if Larry gets elected, uh, you know, he'd be a fine governor. He'd certainly be a lot better than the governor. We have no question about that. My, miles, miles of improvement, but it, it's not just one office alone, right? I mean, we need people in Sacramento who are fundamentally watching the taxpayers backs. You know, that we got to have somebody who's up there who, who who isn't the governor, frankly, being the check and balance on everybody else who's able to call balls and strikes and say, Hey, listen, you promised you'd solve this problem. Why are you not solving it? You know, mm-hmm. and, and one of the things the controller can do, this is great. Um, it's not a particularly sexy office, but it's an impactful one in mm-hmm. this sense. You can go and audit every single program and every single line of spending we have in California. That to me is a tremendously important thing to be able to do. You know, we keep getting told, oh, yeah, you know, we're spending a lot of money. We're solving these problems. We know, you know, our eyes don't lie to us. We know they're not solving the homelessness problem, for example. Why not go and actually take a look? Let's audit every single program, every single dollar we're spending on homelessness. And then let's tell the people of California, here's how these programs are doing. And then Mm -hmm. if these politicians want to keep spending money on these programs that aren't working, they can do so. But they're going to face the wrath of the people of the state of California. And the controller can empower us. To really make those decisions,
1: it's like setting a budget, right? We got somebody's got to come in. You're going to bring in a financial advisor. He's going to come in and want to look and see how you're spending your money and where you're wasting your money, and and you know, or, or a business consultant's going to come in and see how you're spending your money and wasting your money and how to how to improve your operations. It's like the government loves to have your books. If you're a business owner, be audited to, to delve into yep. you know you know how what you're doing with your money, but nobody's auditing the, the where the taxpayers' money is going and how can you pretend that you've got a solution to something when you can't accurately identify the problem. No, the Democrats, all they want to do is is tell people, we need to raise your taxes. We need to throw more money at a problem when nobody's bothering to, to provide any accountability on where the money's gone in the first place. And so it's just a cycle of financial crazy. What is the number one area? Like, where would you start?
2: Well, look, I I think we have to start by looking at the public safety issues and also the homelessness Mm -hmm. issues, and and they're very much tied together. You look at at communities throughout our state. This is a a big challenge that we have, and it's a a problem that we're not solving. But you know what frustrates me, Andrea? Think about how much money we're spending on all this stuff. There was just a report the other day. We got a bunch of money from the feds during COVID to Mm -hmm. fight the homeless crisis, right? We got like several hundreds of millions of dollars. They just did a report on this three hundred and sixteen million dollars from the feds to solve homelessness. We don't know where that money went. Wow. We don't know where that money went. We don't know what it was spent on. I mean, give me a break. This is basic blocking and tackling. Yeah, we can't get right. It's like, why are we not doing this as a state already? And, and it's so frustrating to me that we don't even know what's happening. So I want to start by just saying, hey, look, where's this money going? What are we spending it on? And if it's not working, stop spending it. Right. Stop spending it on something that's not working. And let's actually put the money to good use. Let's fix some roads. Let's fix some bridges. Right. Let's get some, you know, let's actually get some people off the street. Right. So anyway, this is this is the problem we have in the state.
1: Tell everybody how they can uh, support your campaign.
2: Uh, I want them to go to my campaign website chenforcalifornia.com. C H E N for california.com. Check out the the campaign platform, what I plan to do, who I am. If you're inclined to throw in a couple bucks, we sure would appreciate it. We're trying to build a campaign that can succeed in this state. It's going to be hard to win statewide uh, as a Republican, as someone who's trying to bring fiscal sanity back. But I have confidence that with the help of the people listening to your show now, we can get there.
1: Well, I appreciate you running for office, and I'm going to continue to have you back. So thank you. All right, Delaney. Thank you. So, you're welcome. All right. Before we take a uh, break, we're going to take a quick call from Mike from Chula Vista.
3: Hello, Andrea.
1: Hey, Mike. Got to keep it real oh. quick because then we're going to have to take a break and bring on Congressman Bix.
0: Okay. Well, I uh, I'm disgusted with the president of the United States, and uh, if I can get any support, I will place him under citizens' arrest. <laughs> I wish I could,
2: because
0: I can't. He's a buffoon.
1: Yeah. Total. He's and
0: a- he needs to be arrested
2: for treason.
1: Mm-hmm. He absolutely does. And, you know, and he's being carefully managed and, you know, coming out, uh, if he, if he reading a prompter, if he takes a question, it's from pre-planned reporters with pre-planned questions and then he runs off. We actually do not have a commander in chief. Whoever is running this country, it's not Joe Biden. And every time he does step up, it just frightens me even more. But you know what? He assumed he allowed himself to be installed in, in the Oval Office. And so he should be held responsible for the treason that's going. On, and I think he should be uh, yanked out of office and impeached and tried for treason. Mike, thank you so much for calling in. We're you're gonna, you're welcome, uh, thank you, hon. We're gonna take a break. We come back. More Andrea K show coming up.
3: Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K show and like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K spelled K A Y E. Andrea K telling you like it is all while eating a donut the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego.
1: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Evidently, I really stepped in it. I said something so controversial during the break. I didn't like the movie Field of Dreams. Oh, well, yeah, no. Okay,
3: now you said it
0: on air. That's gone too far.
1: <laughs> um, thank you for making me laugh. This is just an incredibly dark day. I already had a uh, congressman, my favorite congressman, Andy Big, scheduled to come on the show tonight. And I'm so glad today to have him on, uh, given what's what's happened today in Afghanistan. I'm going to get choked up here in, in, in a minute because, you You know, I'm the daughter of two Marines. The U.S. military is literally in my blood and in my family and in the core of who I am. And um, I love this country so much. And to see uh, coming up on the anniversary, the 20th anniversary of 9-11, to see this disaster in Afghanistan is just literally breaking my heart. Congressman Andy Biggs, thank you for being here on my show tonight on this dark day.
4: Absolutely, Andrea. Thanks for having me.
1: Um, you know, a lot of people are asking today, you know, this is a lot of people are saying treason is trending on uh, on Twitter today because in, and that includes some Democrats saying that the, with the Biden administration did even before finding out that he handed out a list. The Biden administration handed out a list to the Taliban, a kill list, if you will. It means that he should be he should be charged with treason. Um, what is the Republican Party? What are you hearing that the Republican Party is planning to do about this administration?
2: Well,
4: so I I prefer always to talk about the Freedom Caucus because I think we t- we we want to take more robust action than than uh, some of my colleagues. Although many of my colleagues are absolutely apoplectic over this, I mean, so so we, the reality is we're trying to verify uh, the kill list okay. uh, statement. I mean, you, when you when you looked at, uh, I watched his press conference. Say, did you not think that this is like a doddering old? catcher who doesn't know really what's going on and and the 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 fake emotions the the all of it was just bizarre to me
1: It was. Uh, Some people are saying before we move on from that, some people are it's going around around more that there's something called the sundowners effect for uh, older people. And and that's to where as it gets late in the day, their their cognitive abilities really goes down. And that having to put off this presser for five hours just put him in that sundowner area. But he's been equally bad in the mornings, but it got so bad even towards the end that it was really shocking. And at a time right now where we need to be showing strength. To the world, to have our commander in chief um, st- stutter and stammer and breathing heavy and putting his head down—it was—it was frightening. Yeah. It was frightening.
4: It, it was, and you—you you really hit on it. I mean, this is what I've been telling people about this whole thing since since Bagram, since we gave up Bagram, which was just about the biggest mm. uh, asinine thing I've ever seen. When that happened on July fifth, uh, uh, and and we find out on the sixth that. The Afghanis did not know about it. Our, our supposed friends there did not even know we were going to do that. We left planes behind and ammunition. Effort. I thought, this is it. This is really going to be it. But but the distinction is always in leadership. Um, you're dealing with the Taliban, Al-Qaeda, ISIS-K. You're dealing with people, quite frankly, who know one language, and that is a language of power. Mm-hmm. And And when you had Donald Trump when he took out Soleimani, all of a sudden whenever he spoke in the middle east those people knew that he was capable of and willing to take them out and it, and the you know mike pompeo has given us a briefing and, 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 and uh, the former secretary of state said look the way it went is is if the taliban we had agreements in place and they were supposed to be shared you know shared governance and all that type of thing but when the taliban would get beyond the agreement then within 24 hours, you would have uh, an overwhelming response of force by the U.S. with the Afghan forces, and mm-hmm. then there would be communication. There had to be communication saying, hey, you, you, of course, understand that when you did, you overran that checkpoint, we responded, and now um, you understand that we mean business. What you've got with Biden is ex- the exact opposite. They, mm-hmm. Everybody views him as an incompetent. Uh, person and and with whose cognitive skills are deteriorating, and but nobody just, really knows who's running the show.
1: Right? Nobody knows who's running the show, and and that's scary because as uh, one of the things that we were talking about on the show last night was, okay, yeah, um, you know, if if the Republican Party does impeach him and he gets removed, we're just going to get Kamala Harris, and and is that any better for us? Because is, we, I don't believe that she has any say so in anything, and I don't believe that neither one of them was intended to be running the show. We don't know who really is. Um, when it comes to, um, and, and, and that means as Commander-in-Chief, I don't think he probably even had any idea what was happening at Bagram on July 5th. I think that it, I want to know who, what these, what were them, and, and we had a caller earlier who said, I want to know who, who's making these military decisions because I'm looking no. at our military leadership, Congressman Biggs, and saying, you know, th- they are dumber than, than a, a, a whole bunch of Gomer Piles with what has happened militarily this could this has the worst foreign policy and military disaster in united states history
2: yeah
4: and i mean there's so much to unpack with what you said but one of the reasons it's the worst in history is not just because the way this is unfolding today not with the horrific attack on our on our soldiers today um and and the innocent civilians it it, it is also emboldening um, Putin and the Russians, mm-hmm. who are sitting already just outside of the, of the Ukraine. You, it is emboldening uh, the Chinese. You, a year ago under Donald Trump, you would have been kind of crazy to advise Xi Jinping to, 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 to be aggressive against Taiwan. I can tell you, there are people there now advising him saying, there will be no response from the Americans. And so it's, it's probably mm-hmm. a propitious time to go after Taiwan. Same thing on the Korean Peninsula. So you have uh, our prestige, which is a lot of times based on fear of retaliation, basically has been undermined and undercut in a way that makes the entire world more dangerous and certainly makes it for America more dangerous. And that's that's part and parcel of what this um, we, very, very weak president has
1: yeah. In fact, I think Ronald Reagan said something along the lines of no, nobody ever ended up in a war from being too strong right it's it's yep. weakness that it, that ends you up in war and f- for the most part I mean we intentionally went into Afghanistan when and I said at the time I, I disagreed with this move I thought it should have been just completely targeted to go in to get uh, Osama bin Laden I d- always disagreed with George W. Bush about nation building I think he I don't know if you read uh, the former Army Rangers letter um, uh, uh, written through the eyes of the Taliban that basically the you know the US military just never we never understood the Enemy. If George W. Bush, right. he went over there thinking that if we just, you know, built some schools and stuff, the Islamic terrorists would love us, and then they wouldn't kill us anymore. And now here we are, twenty years later, with the Taliban that that sent com referred to today as our partner, chanting after we fell, uh, "Death to America" in the streets. Now, and I, get, and they're trying to blame Trump. I'm glad you brought up about the the conditional agreement that was reached. Look, Kurt Schlichter, the former U.S. Army, said, "Look, there's there's three things that are going to happen with war: either you're going to win, you're going to negotiate." your way out or you're going to lose. At least Trump realized we we just couldn't continue to stay in the state of war. We had to, we had to negotiate something, keep keep a you know, a base group of of people there to to keep the peace kind of thing and get out. That was the smart thing to do. And what the Biden administration did was turn it all on its head and now we're at a complete loss and we are in, a, in a, such a position of weakness and vulnerability around the world that every American should really be scared right now.
2: Well, I, you,
4: you know, Andrea, if you if you compound to it, I mean, this is just it just is the it's just so so horrific. You compound the, these problems when you look at 200 airplanes and helicopters left behind, mm. uh, Hum Humvees, vehicles left behind, uh, guns, yeah. um, ammunition, millions of rounds of ammunition. And you say, well, OK, that is fallen into the hands of our enemy. And then you couple that with a border that is wide open Ugh. that you, you you begin to say that this administration is is well we know the the border issue is willful that is that is why I filed the articles to impeach Mayorkas, is because that is willful and did you add and compound that with this horrific action that's going on uh, in Afghanistan and uh, and and Basically, we're circling back around again. But if there was a kill list, not they, he would say it wasn't a kill list. You know, we were trying to. We had no other choice. I mean, that was how we tried to couch it today. We had no other choice but to work with the Taliban. The, the reality is, if if that's what they did, then then I, I already think that that. We have impeachable offenses against President Biden, um, and I think that the first call is to is to call for him to resign, give him that opportunity to leave gracefully. But but then after that, demand that we we, we get the impeachment. But Nancy Pelosi is not having none of it. She she is still defending President Biden and his actions.
1: Yeah, in fact, and- today she was she was tweeting out International Women's Day as as. <laughs> Uh, no. But what they were hoping to do is they were and, and I think they're continuing to hope is that they can change the subject that the, today the narrative was. We're going to get out as many people as want to go because then they're going to claim the excuse with anybody left over there that they choose to stay. And they're they're going to be happy that uh, Internet and other means of communications will be cut off. They've got the mainstream media not wanting to report accurately at all about it. So They got some clown on CNN saying he's proud of of Joe Biden just yesterday. Jen Psaki and others and even Kirby was saying, you know, that this was some sort of successful evacuation. And so um, it's just crazy how they're trying to um, trying to change the narrative, how they're trying to spin it. Some of this was intentional, in my opinion, Congressman Biggs. The last thing I want to talk to you about is the area of the fact that by doing it this way. And justifying that there was no way to avoid this chaos, they've got a justification for bringing in thousands and thousands and thousands of Afghanis who have no way to be vetted. They couldn't even confirm that somebody from ISIS got on a plane. And we're just bringing in all kinds of people and spreading them all around the country. And we don't know how many of them are our friends or how many of them are Ilhan Omar's or how many of them are somebody that's going to shoot up a Christmas party like the woman who was here on the fiance visa.
4: Yeah, no, that is exactly right. So, so one of the things, and I, I'm, I was castigated for, was the first bill that they did to expand the the number of Afghani's who could come over um, during the evacuation, and I voted no on it with sixteen others. Good. And and we said we said, look, here's the thing: you have to understand, they were expanding it to NGOs. They they were just trying to expand it in any way they can. And now they're, ta- I mean, you got AOC and others in the Democrat side talking about three to four, three to 500,000 people coming over. Uh. And, and here's, here's what, what most Americans don't realize right now. Um, it's you're sitting at about a 105,000 total people evacuated by the American uh, military of those fifty. Five to 5,500 to six thousand are Americans. All of the rest of those, ninety-seven to ninety-eight thousand of them, are not Americans. Wow! And they're not—they're not necessarily uh, special interest visa holders or our allies. A lot of them we don't know where who they are. And we i am told we had a briefing, and they told us, well, they're we're taking them to Qatar and Bahrain, and they're 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 going to um, um, basically vet them there. I, I actually. Uh, received a, you know, a, a communication from someone who said that you should see who who's coming in to vet. This is, is just not a good situation. And, it's, and it's, look when you think about it, you're talking about a, a country that was so backward and a 12th century type of country. It, it's very difficult to vet people. Because you don't have all the records that you need to adequately vet somebody.
1: Well, not not only that, but we're, but uh, there, there's a culture going on that the good guys over there. Um, worst case, um, we're talking about terrorists who uh, stone women for being raped, right? And the best case scenario, we're talking about a culture over there um, involving um, you know Sharia law where um, women are forced not they're denied schooling, they're denied the ability to drive, right? We've got female. Genital mutilation that we can't right. even get the Democrats to to you know ban here in the United States. So there's a cultural problem, and and they're sitting on a runway in, in Qatar and Cutter and Cutter is going to go. Oh, you don't want them? Well, we are not going to take them here. You got you know no. this is the That's United right. States. So they're coming here regardless of whatever the vetting is is supposedly being done. This is just absolutely unconscionable. I have not. in, in the minute that I've got left with you, Congressman Biggs, tell us. In the meantime, in the middle of this week. The Democrats are pushing through re- reconciliation, a $3.5 trillion bill that includes federalizing our elections and giving amnesty to how many illegals?
4: Well, it's, it's, a, it's a blank check on, on the amnesty. I mean, we're talking, uh, they keep talking 11 million. It isn't 11 million, mm-hmm. it's north of 20. It's north of, well north of 20 million people will get amnesty under that, that provision. And then what that will do is, since you, you have an open border, that will exacerbate the number of people who will come across because there'll be the hope of amnesty again, which is, you know, it's, it's just, it's such a vicious cycle of left wing, idiocy that that is has engulfed our country from mm-hmm. the top i i don't think most americans uh, agree with any of this stuff i think i think most americans wanted to get out of afghanistan but they figured well we're not going to leave material there that could be used against <laughs> us or right. our allies uh, and we we're going to mm-hmm. get all of our people out before we start drawing down um, you know so yeah uh, some of the stuff i've heard in briefings uh, would absolutely as mad as you and frustrated as you are now and your listeners you would be even more so because it, it, there is no explanation but i would just i want to make one quick point um, what i've been told repeatedly is that this is a, a state department operation and the military is, is there basically as support now i don't know if that's true but that's that's what we've heard repeatedly and if that's the case then that's one reason why a Freedom Caucus will be introducing a, a uh, resolution to impeach Secretary of State Blinken, because what has happened here, uh, you know, we have other grounds anyway. But if that's true, then he owns this as yeah. much as Joe Biden does.
1: Absolutely. Well, Congressman Beggs, I've kept you way over. I appreciate you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for what you do to fight for freedom. Even if you're in the minority in Congress, you're still fighting. And we appreciate, you yeah, to. yeah. you have to, and I appreciate you. Take good care. Thanks,
4: Andrea. Thank you. Yeah, you too. Thanks.
1: All right. Now, y'all stay tuned. We're going to wrap it up with a new little, ba- getting back over here to Cali. What do y'all hear this?
3: To follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Kay. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego.
1: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. We might as well talk some uh other tyranny. Um the tyranny throughout most of the show we've talked about is Islamic terrorists and in the form of Taliban and ISIS, as though we got some homegrown stuff too. Yeah, we got some homegrown tyranny. But you know what? I mean, we might as well bookend it talking about the Islamic terrorism, that tyranny, and then talking about the Democrat Party because I actually started becoming obsessed with politics as a kid when Americans were held hostage by Islamic terrorists, and I was like, why did Jimmy Carter let the Shah fall? Right, and then I then um, I started noticing as I became a 17-year-old political science major, how the Communist Manifesto sure sounded a whole lot like what the Democrats were wanting to do to the country. And so the convergence of those two has been something that has been something I've talked about a lot on the show. Local tyranny is, guess what's coming to California? This brought to me by you today, DJ uh, Potato Skins, is that there is... um, a potential bill being brought forward by the assembly members Wicks, Lowe, and Weber, um, to mandate, uh, the Vax. Uh, require all employers in California to require their employees to be fully vaccinated basically it, everybody basically everybody in order to enter any inn hotel motel or lodging establishment any restaurant bar cafeteria lunchroom lunch counter soda fountain or anything principally selling food beverages basically what's going on in New York gym spa any place of entertainment the only exemptions will be medical and disability exemptions which really is everybody right because when you've got this kind of side effect you know why you know we we all should be claiming medical disability and the slight possibility of a religious exemption, which is um, evidently they haven't read the U.S. Constitution, right? Because that's... the, that's, that's, the how, This is communism, folks. That's
0: not, it's not even partially. It's 100% communism. This is communism.
1: Don't tell me that it's not communism if, the, if they don't own the means of production. This is owning the means of production when you decide what businesses are allowed to operate in and what manner. In right. this case, all of them. Right. Every one of them. So th- this is this is the plan going forward. And what we need in this recall is we need a government to step up and not say, the conservative viewpoint, by the way, is actually not, what Kevin, I like Kevin Kiley, but the conservative viewpoint is not we're going to leave it to the local level because there's too many tyranny-obsessed uh, dictators at the local level like Nathan Fletcher that are happy to try to force this on you at the local level. The answer is for governors to ban any mandates. Like DeSantis has done. Exactly. So anyway, we're going to be back tomorrow night. Thank you, Lon he Chen. Thank you, Congressman Biggs. Thank you, Skin. See you tomorrow night for Friday, fun day, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace
3: out.